0: Hey everyone, welcome back to So Money. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. This is gonna be an episode to top episodes. He's a regular on Bravo's Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles and co-founder of the Altman Brothers Real Estate Group. You probably know him, Josh the Shark Altman. He's a real estate powerhouse and top producing agent with big name clientele. He has sold over, get this, a billion and a half in real estate, what? Well, I'll let that sink in for you. Josh prides himself on the fact that he knows every aspect of real estate. Prior to appearing on Bravo's hit show, he was a successful property developer who flipped for-profit properties all over LA. And now he and his brother, Matt, have closed some of the biggest sales in LA County history. And he talks about some of them on the show, including, for example, the recent sale of a home in Beverly Hills for over $20 million, which will go down as the biggest sale in Beverly Park South history. And he just came out with a new book at the end of last month, which is why he's here with us today. It's called It's Your Move, My Million-Dollar Method for Taking Risks with Confidence and Succeeding at Work and Life. In it, he reveals his trade secrets and offers aspiring entrepreneurs and professionals tips to help outsmart the competition. Three takeaways from our time together- becoming a millionaire by age 26 and losing it all the next year. What happened? I asked Josh, what drives you? The money, the power, the prestige? We talk about how he uses Starbucks as his number one hotspot to find new clients. And then he goes down memory lane sharing the time he met Tyler Perry at the gym and convinced him he could sell him his house. And guess what he did in the same day? That's Josh Altman. Here we go. Josh Altman, welcome to So Money. I think you're a living, breathing, so money persona in the flesh. I mean, you're so money literally. You're so money uh, just metaphorically. (laughs) I mean, come on, right? You embody the so money spirit. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm not going to lie. That's two of my favorite words right there. So money. So
0: money. I like how you say it. Well, congratulations on your latest achievement. It's your move. My Million Dollar Method for Taking Risks – with confidence and succeeding at work and life. I want to talk all about that. But before, got to talk about the show, Million Dollar Listing LA. It's one of my favorite shows. I was watching the episode last night. And uh, give us something that viewers don't know, like a behind-the-scenes Something. Give us something. Because we you know we all watch the show and we have we always wonder how these shows get created. Is it really all real? What's going on? Is there a formula? Give us something fun or interesting that's behind the scenes that most people don't know about the show.
1: Yeah, well I'll tell you this. What people most people don't know is or what they think is they watch the show, they think real estate's the greatest thing in the world and that we make a hundred thousand dollars an episode and you know in commissions and we close deals in an hour. And the reality is is that this is a show that we tape 10 months out of the year, which is longer than any other reality show out there. A lot of these deals that you see, you know, these these aren't overnight. I mean, we're taping these sometimes for six, seven, eight months. Uh, so it's never as easy as it looks, you know, I get inundated with emails of people saying, Oh, I want to be in real estate. I want to make money like you. And I constantly have to remind people, you know, it's not that easy. It took me six months to close my first deal when I, I, I failed my, my real estate exam twice before I passed. And you know, this is, this is 12, 13 years of coming out to LA and really grinding every day to get to where I am today. So it's never as easy as it looks.
0: I'm an East Coast girl from actually Massachusetts too, like you. What made you want to go out to LA? Because it's such a difference out there. You know the people, the culture. What made you want to go out there? Why not sell amazing homes uh, on, in the on the East Coast? There's a lot of beautiful properties here.
1: Well, for me, it was, uh, one, one of the reasons was because I wanted to be in business with my brother. Uh, it was really tight family that I grew up with and Matt was out here. And so that's why we started the Altman brothers. Um, and also to be honest with you, I, I had lived in New York City for about a year and a half after I graduated Syracuse University. And for me, Uh, I was always drawn out here because it's beautiful, the sun, the the fancy cars, the the nice big mansions with the beautiful lawns. It was a lot more for me that that appealed as as opposed to New York City.
0: Although I read um, on bostonglobe.com, you said that the East Coast mentality is more aggressive, it's take no prisoners, and that actually was great that you were raised there because then going out to LA, it's allowed you to be very competitive.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I love the East Coast mentality, which a lot of my friends who are in New York and, and Boston are, still have, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always tell them, I say, it's so different out here. It's it's a great place to come out and, and bring that aggressiveness. And, you know, listen, that's that's kind of what helps us get to where we are today. Um, you know, you got to realize when I moved out to L.A., I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any money. My brother and I, we, we lived in a fraternity house on one of our friends' couches and we weren't even part of the fraternity. I couldn't afford a car and I rollerbladed to the mail room every day, uh, to make $7 <laughs> an hour. So, I love you know, it. when you watch, yeah, when you watch the show, you're like, oh, he's, he's, he probably had it handed to him, or this or that. And, and it's not, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to write this book was uh, not only to tell people my story, but also to, to teach people uh, hopefully they learn from my experiences and my mistakes as well. Um, and, you know, working our way up and, and it, it's, it's a little bit of what people like to say, well, you just got lucky, but it's like what I like to say, which I talk about in my book, which is talking about calculated confidence and the ready, fire, aim mentality and and choosing to be lucky. Uh, you know, there's a story that I talk about where I'm at a Starbucks and I meet a guy and, in line and I drive him to a house right after we're in line and I sell him a $12 million house. And a lot of people say, well, that's just lucky. That's just because you were in the right place at the right time. And the you truth drew, is, is. You this, drove him.
0: You drove him to the
1: house. Well, yeah, you know what? The, the truth is, is that I go to that same Starbucks every morning for one reason. It's not for the coffee. It's because I know the type of clientele that I'm trying to go after. And I know that all the rich people in Beverly Hills go there and all the celebrities go there. And so I'm putting myself in a situation where I, where I choose to be lucky. It's not just random luck. I, I put myself in situations like that. So there are lots of stories and, and examples of how you can do that to in any business that you're in.
0: And what I also like about your book is that while you are this real estate guru, it's not just for real estate entrepreneurs that you can actually take the steps and the secrets from this book and implement it into your own professional life, whether you are uh, an entrepreneur in real estate or, or elsewhere. What's one example of taking a risk with confidence as that's part of the subtitle of your book? One of the what's one thing that people can implement perhaps even as soon as they get off this podcast?
1: Yeah. So there's a story that I talk about in my book, which is uh, when I meet Tyler Perry at a gym at 7 a.m. in the morning and uh, I go back and forth if I'm going to talk to him. You know, I'm a little nervous. He's, you know, a billionaire, but obviously an ideal client for me. Uh, And I say, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I go up, I talk to him by 10 a.m. I'm I'm, uh, showing his house. By 4 p.m. I got an offer by 5 p.m. We have a deal for like $11 million on his house all in the same day. And, you know, people in in situations like that, majority of people will say, ah, forget it. I'm not gonna do it. You know, I live by this mentality, which is this ready, fire, aim mentality, which is you gotta realize when there's an opportunity in front of you, you have to capitalize on that opportunity. And if you mess up, that's okay. You just gotta redirect and finish strong. Uh, and that's a perfect example of that in calculated confidence is I knew what I needed to do. I made sure that he knew what I do and that I'm very good at what I do. You believe in yourself, you trust your gut and don't second guess yourself and do it. And that's a lot of what I talk about in the book and a lot of examples like that on how you too can be that way.
0: How did you break the ice with Tyler? (laughs) Uh, Well, I definitely told him.
1: I told him I know where he lives, so that was a little weird. <laughs>
0: Scary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, and then I said, no, no, it's, I know where everybody lives. It's my job. I deal in high-end real estate. This is what I do. I, I know your house is a beautiful house. I have lots of clients. I would love to see it. Uh, is there any chance you'd be thinking of selling for the right price? And and But it wasn't just saying it. It was saying it with confidence and then allowing him to, to understand that I'm just not some random fan at the gym who's coming up to him that that I mean business.
0: What motivates you, Josh? Is it the prestige? Is it the power, the money? I mean, if you had to rank it, what's number one?
1: So – for me, the way that I'm wired is I'm the guy who'd rather be closing a deal than sitting on a beach on a vacation. Uh, that's the way that my brain works. I, I hate being in places that are slow. I, I love the fast-paced environment. I love wheeling and dealing and negotiating in a boardroom or, or, or having millions of dollars on the line. It's not the money. It's the it's the process of the deal, it's the art of the deal. It's 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 the rush of the deal. Uh, that's what keeps me going. Uh, you know, there's going to be good times and bad times in any business, especially real estate. And you know, listen, I was I was a millionaire by the age of 26, and by 26, and I lost everything by 26 and a half. So, uh, you know, wow, how how did you let's talk,
0: Can we stop and talk about that for a second? How did you lose that money? And you know, speaking of failure, you talk about failure in your book. Uh, And not to interrupt you because I didn't want you to stop, but I am really curious to hear what caused you to lose the money.
1: Yeah, so uh, I had uh, my brother and I, we saved all our money that we had uh, while I was working in the mail room and he was working somewhere else. We put 10 grand, which was five each that we had, and we bought a place uh, for $400,000 with 100% financing. And that was the time when you could do that. And we actually flipped the house and made 200000 which was at that moment I knew real estate was for me and I was never going to do anything else. We kept enrolling that money into bigger and bigger properties until 2007, 2008 when the economy collapsed. And I ended up getting stuck in a house that I couldn't move. And I had lost all the money that we kept enrolling into the, ne- into the, next, into the next one. Uh, and for me, that was a very tough time. Uh, it was, you know, I was depressed. Uh, I thought that, you know, I'd never be able to get back to where I was. Um, but now looking back, it was one of the best learning experiences I could have ever had. And it shaped me into who I am today. You know, I learned I'm never going to be, uh, that person who's, who, who's buying stuff that I can't afford, uh, who, who's, you know, reaching to get something done that there's different ways to think about how I approach businesses now. Um, so that was a great learning experience for me now looking back. Uh, but that made me into the type of person that I am today.
0: What's your number one money habit, Josh? We talk about financial habits on this show. You know, what you do on a consistent basis that helps to keep you uh, financially healthy and, and keeping the money coming in and managed well.
1: Well, I think that's a very important question because I think a lot of people are sometimes, unfortunately, only going to learn when it's too late. Uh, but what I've learned is the second I get a check, I take half of it and I put it into a separate account that I cannot touch that goes to taxes. That's right off the bat. That's so, there's so many people, especially in a town of LA where everybody's trying to floss, let's say, or show off uh, that spend money that's not really theirs that they got to give to the government. So that's my number one rule. So I don't even think I have an, a more money than I have because it's already in a different account that I don't even look at. Um, but also, I think it's important when you invest, you invest in something that you know personally, I like to invest in real estate because I'm an expert at real estate. I like to drive down the street and see my investment, touch it. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I That's what I like to do. And also when I invest in something, it's got to be something that I use. If I like Colgate uh, toothpaste, then I'm going to invest in Colgate. You know what I mean? I don't invest in things that I don't use. That's my investment strategy. Personally, it's worked for me. Uh, and And so that's the those are some of my secrets.
0: What did the real estate crash teach you, if anything? I mean, was it just a unfortunate circumstance, or did it teach you that real estate is not really something that should be considered to be like "quote unquote" an investment that you should buy what you love and plan to live in it? I mean, what's your what what was your takeaway, your biggest takeaway from that uh, economic calamity? Yes.
1: Yeah, so, uh, well, my biggest takeaway that nothing's a, nothing's a, a home run, nothing's a sure bet. Uh, but what I did personally take away was that I now, whenever I buy real estate, I only buy prime real estate because in good markets or bad markets, it, you always have to look at what your exit strategy is in a worst case scenario. So when I buy a property now to develop, i don't go off of the number of what everybody else is saying it will be worth i go off of the number that i know that i can literally get rid of this property tomorrow for this price if i fire sale it uh and i need to be okay with that uh so that's one of the things that i learned and also as far as real estate goes if you have an option to buy a house in a better location or get more house that's not in as good as location I always say go for the smaller house and the better location because location is the single most important thing. And if you do have to move it, you'll be able to move something in a good location a lot faster.
0: Location, location, location. That's
1: it. You it's sold
0: true. you sold a property I read for $21.5 million. It was a one-bedroom?
1: Yeah, that was a famous house that I sold. It was the, the Dick Zanuck Estate, uh, who's one of the most famous movie producers of all time in Hollywood. And uh, yeah, it was an, an incredible, uh, property. It was a one bedroom because he built it for himself.
0: I saw that episode. <laughs> and, yeah. Beautiful landscape. Yeah, we
1: had fun. Yeah, it was a beautiful place. Unfortunately, it, it no longer exists. It's just, they dirt. wanted
0: to just, they just bought. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can only imagine the commission after taxes. Would that classify as your so money moment? We, we, I always ask, <laughs> yes. like, what's your so money moment?
1: Oh, <laughs> um, you know, what? you know, when I feel so money, to be honest with you, is at the end of the day, when I come home to my beautiful fiance, uh, my three little dogs lick me. And that's when I feel so money. Uh, of course, when I was younger, it was all about how much money I have and how much money I'm making. Uh, I'm not really at that spot anymore, because you realize that there are more important things and, and happiness and balance in life and, and, and your health. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, the, you have different moments in life. But right now, I'm very happy where I am and just building my company and and trying not to stress myself out too much.
0: Well, yeah, and you're planning a wedding, right? That's kind of stressful.
1: Planning a wedding, I go around the world doing speaking engagements. We got the book that just came out, taping the TV show, and trying to sell a million dollars of real estate a day. So I got a is that is plate. that the
0: goal? A million dollars of real estate a day?
1: Yep. Yeah, that's what my brother and I, yeah. Uh, so how do you come up with to? that goal? Is that
0: just a just a fun thing to throw out or I mean, is it really hard to achieve? What's the what's the idea behind that?
1: Yeah, no, you know, it's very difficult to achieve for sure. And and you know, we've been top 25 in the country for 3 years in a row now. Uh it's a goal that we thought was doable, but was going to be very difficult. My brother and I always like to 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 make big goals not just stuff that we think we're going to be able to achieve but even if we do miss we're still going to be happy with the results uh but we you know we're all about going big and go or go home um there's lots of opportunity right now in real estate but there's lots of opportunity in in other businesses as well uh, and I think the most important thing about the book that you can take away, uh, is, is the, 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 tips for, for, uh, having more confidence in your decisions that you make, uh, that, that you gotta take chances, uh, and you just gotta, it, no one's gonna give it to you. You gotta go out and get it. Listen, I have interviews every day that people come in here wanting to work for us. And everybody thinks that they're just gonna land on some plush job, these kids getting out of college, uh, and that they're gonna make a lot of money or that luck's gonna happen. It's not. I find that people are a lot more lazier than they used to be. Uh, you gotta, if you want it, you gotta go out and get it. You gotta take no for an answer. One of my top, uh, uh, one of my top agents who started as, uh, an intern. Saw me on the street driving one of my classic cars on a weekend, and he literally pulled up to me, and I drive pretty fast, and he said, listen, I want to work for you. I was like, sure you do, buddy, and I sped off, and then he caught back up to me again and said, no, no, I'm serious. I said, I'll tell you what, here's my office phone number, you know, send in your, uh, get my email and send in your resume. He ends up showing up at the office for about two months straight, every day sitting outside my office hoping that I'm going to meet him. I eventually said, you know what? I'm going to meet with you because I don't want you coming into my office anymore. I ended up hiring him. He's now one of my top agents. He went after it. Okay. Most people would not have done that. They would have left after the first or second day. He said, I want this. I know this is something I don't want. I'm not going to stop till I get it. And all I can do is respect that because it's the same type of attitude that I had. And now obviously it worked out for him.
0: And he's one of your top sellers. That's amazing. Yeah, you see him on the show. Yeah, I think I remember seeing him. (laughs) And who knew he was going to get a TV TV appearance out of it too. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. Let's do some so many fill in the blanks. I start a sentence and you finish it. First thing that comes to mind. Okay. If I won the lottery tomorrow, let's say you win a hundred million. Let's make it even bigger because I know that maybe that's small potatoes in your world. Like three hundred sixty-five million dollars. Because let's say you meet your goal for the year. Um, the yep. first thing I would do, of course, after paying my taxes, is.
1: Oh, you know what? I would call up my entire family. I'd, I'd get a. a, a a global express plane, go pick up everybody, my family and friends, and we go get on a, a mega yacht in the Mediterranean and just drive around for a week.
0: Nice. Excellent. The one And by the
1: way, I, mean, I would give I would give twenty-five percent of it away because it's so much money. You it's don't too need much. that money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, twenty-five percent
1: of it away, would go to, would go to charity.
0: You could change lives. Yeah, you could definitely change lives. I'm well, sure. one thing that I spend my money on that makes my life easier or better is
1: Well, actually, I I always overpay all of my assistants and that's what I spend my money on because I think a happy work environment is super important and you have to have people that want to be there and trust you. Uh, So I always spend my money on my employees.
0: One thing I wish I had learned about money growing up is?
1: Uh, Money is for lending, not for spending. Uh, hard money lending, uh, leveraging your money is, is super important and you can really make a lot of money off of your money.
0: Investing, absolutely. When I donate, I like to give to blank because,
1: uh, I have a couple of few charities that I love. One of them is Wounded Warrior Project, which, uh, takes care of wounded soldiers. Uh, That's one that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, Also, anything that has to do with uh, uh, rescue animals. Uh, I rescue dogs, and uh, they're my favorite things in the world. Um, So those are two that are are important
0: to me. And last but not least, I'm Josh Altman. I'm so money because?
1: (laughs) Because I'm the hardest working person you have ever met, and I'm I'm self-made, baby.
0: I love it. Congratulations, Josh. The book, everyone, It's Your Move, My Million Dollar Method for Taking Risks with Confidence and Succeeding at Work and Life. Hey, wishing you the best. The show this season is better than ever. And I know you've got a lot on your plate. Uh, Give our best to Heather. Congratulations to the both of you. And uh, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Had a great time. Talk to you later.
0: That is a wrap, everyone. If you'd like to learn more about Josh Altman, you can follow him on Twitter at TheJoshAltman. He also has his own website, TheJoshAltman.com. And of course, as always, everything you can find at SoMoneyPodcast.com, including the transcript and the comments from this interview and all previous interviews. And of course, while you're there, send me a message. Let me know what's on your money mind. Every Friday, I respond to your questions. While you're at So Money Podcast, click on Ask Farnoosh and that's the best way to get in touch. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Hope your day is so money.